The enemy's getting closer. But I think we have time for one more encore. This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Mackiner. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we're doing a song called Fernando by a band called Abba. That's right. I think and, I believe that's right. Uh, I, I have to be honest, I've never heard of this band. Um, <laughs> no, small, I, I had, small indie band. I had not heard of this, this song until, uh, until this evening when I listened to it. But uh, yeah. So I don't know much about it, but I'm assuming they're from... <laughs> Uh, Spain, mm-hmm. yes, probably just from the context of the of the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, or the content of the lyrics. Actually, I think it's just one person. I, I think it's like uh, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like the mountain goats. It's just one person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say it's like it's like share. Uh, oh Abba yeah, is right. is uh, singing the song. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Real name hey, guys, is Abba Jones. Yeah, that's guys, right. everybody. Uh, that was a joke. That was a, <laughs> I was a good one. I was just kidding. This is Abba. <laughs> We got uh, you. We is, got you guys. This is Fernando, uh, classic song. Yeah. Uh, again, by a Swedish uh, group that for some reason is talking about people named Fernando and the Rio Grande. We will get there. Um, it's going to be very exciting. This is a great story song. So, Michael. Yes. Why don't you tell us what is the story of this story song? So, Fernando tells the story of two older veterans. Um, Reminiscing, looking back on a battle they fought uh, one night many, many years earlier. Um, They talk about how afraid they were that night, but ultimately conclude that they have no regrets and that they would fight again. Mm. Aww. Yeah. This is like a sweet... Very very rarely do you have like the sweet flashback to war, but here we are. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it's sweet and it's not. They they right. do talk about how they're, you know, how afraid they were, right? Um, mm-hmm. and uh, in in talking about it, they're almost reliving it, uh, which is just expert lyric writing, honestly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's such a good song. It's a great song. This is my favorite ABBA song, uh, without a doubt. My favorite ABBA song. Hmm. We'll have to talk about that. Okay. Later. Ooh. I mean, okay. This is not. This is not in any way an attack on Fernando. Okay. This is merely a how many good songs Abba has. Well, yes. sure. I would love to know, like, what you know, ooh, what else we think, or if, or if there are different opinions on what's the best Abba song. But um, I'll tell you my opinion right now. It's impossible to choose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't take this the wrong way, Michael, but uh, that's a coward's way out. Um, <laughs> you know who would never do that? Fernando. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Fernando would would make the decisions that need to be made. Right. That guy's got guts. That's how he made it through the and war. The, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it almost made him cry. So it's right, right. there in the song. <laughs> while, he, while he was going over the top on the, uh, the trench, he would just be like, by the way, it's knowing you, knowing me. <laughs> knowing me, knowing you. Made my decision, everybody. What was that? Knowing me, knowing you. Did I get it, uh-huh. did I get it backwards? Yeah, you flipped it. Oh, sorry. You listen, but that's the thing. You listen to the record backwards. Mm. That's right, too. Yeah, I had my uh, my record player when I was a kid famously would only play backwards. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah. Um, 
and I heard a lot. I thought most songs were about praising Satan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> turned out, yeah. no, those are just hid messages. Can you hear the drums from Endor? I remember long ago another starry night like this. In the firelight from Endor, you were humming to yourself and softly strumming your guitar. I could hear the distant drums and sounds of bugle calls were coming from afar. I did listen to the song again mm-hmm. uh, this evening before we started recording uh, and, and kind of listened with, with fresh ears. Um, if that's a saying, it's not. Um, but <laughs> I had made a... It just I think means I made that you a, washed. I had made a certain number of assumptions about this song that I don't know are necessarily true. Okay. So okay. I'm excited to go through them. But starting here at the top, uh, we're to, by the way, um, it's just the two women singing, right? Yeah, I think in this song it's just the two of them. Okay. So um, the two I don't Benny know. and Bjorn sing in other tracks, but I mean primarily in Abbott's. Oh yes. It's... I mean of course they are. I just I meant in this particular song. I believe it's just Yeah, just the, the I'm trying you don't you didn't list their names. Not that you should have, because <laughs> uh you did not expect me to ask this. Their names are what is it? Agnetha? Uh Agneta. No. Agneta. And you know what, uh, Anna Fred, also, Actually, who goes by uh, Frida. Frida, right, because she had that one hit in the 80s. Anyway, that's okay. That's right. Um, God, that song's so good, too. I can't. Okay, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to talk about. So, can you hear the drums, Fernando? I remember long ago another starry night like this. In the firelight, Fernando, you were humming to yourself and softly strumming your guitar. I could hear the distant drums and the sounds of bugles were coming from afar. Um, so obviously this is in her memory, right? Yeah. She's, she's saying like, can you hear the drums? Remember that night? Um, First of all, can you hear the drums? Fernando is an incredible opening line. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like yeah, it's so you- evocative. And so like, you're just in the story from the minute, that they start. I mean, even even the opening music where it sort of yeah. fades in and you kind of hear the flute and you kind of hear mm-hmm. um there's like that there's very sorry? majestic. Oh, I'm gonna say it's that very majestic, like, you know, military sound to it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, right. It's well, you also hear the strumming of the guitar, which right. they talk about, Fernando playing the guitar. They you hear the um the distant drums getting louder. Um, you hear you, flutes, which is sort of evocative of like of the military, or at least of the American Revolution. Um, yeah, and there's sort of a a resolute feeling, right? Uh, a feeling of maybe even quiet dignity to the opening, right? And that's what the song is going to be yeah. about. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, so it has that military, but not, but not a like rah rah military sort of feel, right? It it has that. It's like it calm before the feel, like calm before the storm and yeah. camaraderie that takes that that comes along with being in the military, right? But but also again, that sort of feeling of like there is that feeling of like the war's over now, right? And right. like we we you know 
we did a thing, uh, whether it was good or bad, right or wrong, you know, we, we can't escape it. It's, it's a part of us now. Um, yeah. What, what's interesting to me though, is that it's, yes, it's over, but also the opening line, can you hear the drums for Nando there? They can snap back into it in a second. Right. Um, and like it's very past and very present for them. Such a subtle thing to start with a question. Yeah. Right. You're you're immediately drawn in. Uh, can you hear the drums, Fernando? You know, we're we're in media res. What? Who's right. Fernando? What's <laughs> happening? Um, but by grounding it in those details, right, it it makes you curious. Like, well, who is Fernando? What's what's happening in this song? Um, I mean, you and- you could just sense them. You can just sense them sitting either like on a on a hilltop somewhere or like on a on a on a bench in in this in this starry night and this you can the weird thing is you can feel the silence that would be in that evening does that make sense absolutely like between them oh it's 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 really fascinating even as she talks about the about the drums coming in more and more and more this this feeling that where they are right now is probably so still and so silent especially compared to the way things were that evening um, right. that it brings it back even more. That juxtaposition is like, it's incredible. Right. And there's that great, um, not metaphor, I don't know the word I want. Simile? But... Simile. <laughs> no, but that thing of like, okay, so right now, presumably it's quiet, right? Right. It's, it's a dark night. Juxtaposition. Sil- there's silent juxtaposition. I just said well, that. Well, but there's, there's, there's silence. What? I just said juxtaposition. Okay. We were agreeing with you. Oh, thank you. No, but is that the word um, you were looking for? Just let me finish my Sorry. sentence. <laughs> so it's quiet now, right? Uh, but at the time, there was a huge war. There was explosions. People were dying, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, above them, right, the stars are always the same. Right. Like for yeah. all of our, all of our, all the trouble we cause <laughs> ourselves and each other down here, you know, the world just keeps going on. Like it, you know what I mean? Like, and so she's saying like, oh, it was a starry night just like this. The stars, the stars were exactly the same, even though the situation that we in our little short lives are very different, Right. but the stars are eternal. And like a thousand years from now, when our great, 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 great grandchildren are here, the, the stars will be the same, right? They're not, they never change. Yeah. Um, and so, and there's sort of that feeling of, again, this one moment in time uh, not juxtaposed because that's a dumb word used by dumb people. But I hate this you. One, <laughs> I hate this you one, so much. <laughs> this one small moment in time juxtaposed against the the eternal, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So she says, "In the firelight, Fernando, you were humming to yourself and softly strumming your guitar." Um. Now here's the first time I'm going to, um, perhaps criticize Fernando. Thank you. Seems like seems like a good guy. Right. Uh. Now I am, look, guys, I am against violence in uh-huh. every possible case. Uh, but there's a war on apparently, Thank, yeah. Fernando. Uh, how about a gun? Uh, how about how about you get in line and uh, strumming your guitar? Uh, not really helping. At the at very this moment. at the very least, you better be real softly strumming your guitar because if you <laughs> give away our coordinates right now by humming and, yeah, and yeah. playing your guitar, like. Not now. You know how when you look oh, back at memories. Oh, that's a good memories, point. Yeah, you know how you look back at memories and you and you sort of um, make the most of it. You forget like the bad parts. I wonder if 
next to Fernando was our narrator at the time going, dude, now is not the time to be playing uh, <laughs> Zeppelin. Like now you can't do that right now. Okay, but um, I have to practice. I have to practice every <laughs> I day. I can't tell you, so... again, the Battle of the Bands can wait. This is a legit <laughs> battle. Battle of the Bands can wait. It will be there. <laughs> or what if he did think? What if he was like, wait, this isn't a Battle of the Bands? <laughs> no, Fernando. What battle did I sign up oh, for? Oh, oh, I'm t- yeah. He goes up to the sergeant. Oh, when I signed that cheat, I thought this was a Battle of the yeah, Bands. Yeah, he goes up to the sergeant. He goes, there has been a huge mistake. There's yeah, an egg yeah. on, listen, egg on my face, listen, right? But yeah, yeah. All I Hold have on. is a guitar. Uh, uh, El Capitan, when <laughs> I tell you this, you are going to laugh. Oh, my God. You know how some gangsters would have a gun in a guitar case? <laughs> right. I have a guitar in a gun case. Right. This is so awkward. Uh, uh, I should go sit I down. Have... I should shut up and sit down. Okay. I, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. He's just I have a guy a guitar... at a college party. <laughs> yeah. I have a guitar playing Smash Mouth gu- songs on his acoustic guitar. <laughs> I have a guitar in a guitar case. Uh, there's no gun involved whatsoever. Not a gun at all. You guys saw um, me carrying this guitar case. Fernando, you know what's worse than like three on a match? That's uh, yeah. guitar in Not the a- middle of a quiet <laughs> battlefield. We'll definitely give away where you are. Heck yes. Well, okay. I do want to say this though. I don't know if he's going to give it away because they say there's drums and bugles. Right. Right. I don't think it's a thing where they're sneaking around. I think. Everyone knows they're. Everyone knows both sides are there. He's just playing along, and the battle's about to start. But again, the problem is like, this is probably not the time. Yes. To be to be doing this right now, or like if, if a battle is about to start, or is it a like, smoke them if you got them type of thing? I. But again, like <laughs> yes, maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's like, maybe they are in like a trench, right? And they're like, and they're just like waiting for the battle to start. So he's just playing his guitar because, you know, to just kind of like break the tension right or 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 to have something to yeah. do well i think um, it's also that not that they weren't taken seriously but i think that they were they talk about how young they were that that, that almost right. like they maybe they just didn't realize the severity or the the maybe it wasn't real until they started to hear the drums right well the other the other question so and then she says i could hear the distant drums and sounds of bugles uh, and the sound of bugle calls were coming from afar. So that's the other, the other so side. Here's, so uh, here's a couple of, I'm going to throw out a couple of assumptions that I've, that I've always held without really examining them and see what you guys feel the same way or see if they hold up. One, yeah, I always assumed that they were like a small band mm-hmm. of rebels or whatever, and they were holed up somewhere. Right. And the army was coming for them, Right. So they're they're sort of they're in this one place. They they're a much smaller force and the army is coming for them. So that's that that's also again maybe one reason why you know he's strumming his guitar cuz mm-hmm. they're like inside, right? And the big army is coming for them. The other thing I always assumed was because it's a woman or I mean two women are singing this song to a guy named Fernando. I always assumed that they were romantic. Right. Right? Does that but then, but then thinking about it, I was like, now, I, please, I'm not talking about, like, I'm not endorsing gender norms in any way. Right. But whenever this is happening, the idea that a woman is on the battlefield seems strange. Right? Right. Um, so I'm not exactly sure what the situation is, whether, or if it's like they're in, like, a town or something where they're coming to attack, and, that, like, 
and everyone's there. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean. But why would she be a part of the army? Well, I, well, I, I mean, think. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, you go. I used to think that that was that there was some sort of, uh, you know, that it was a that this was a love song. But mm-hmm. I think it is a love song, but it's it's a I, I don't feel the romantic love side of it. I think it's I think it's a platonic love. I think it's just the the fact that it's a woman, I, I think, plays no part in it. I okay. think it's more about right. two people who were on the battlefield together and who have that specific bond um, right. realizing uh, like looking back on their lives. But that is I right. mean, but listen, that's I, I had the the other idea. I mean, for the longest time before I started thinking about the lyrics i thought this was a full-on love song right so well that's what i'm asking like do we think this is supposed to be two soldiers who are looking back yeah on their i think on their right and not and not that like those two soldiers couldn't be a man and a woman other than the fact that it's like We'll discuss like when we think yeah, this is we'll, happening. We'll get into it, but is, I mean, but I could tell you, I could tell you when it is. Up until very recently, it would have been rare for a woman to be on the battlefield, right? So, mm-hmm. is it is it supposed to be two men, two male soldiers reminiscing, and it just happens to be sung by a woman, or like I'm just, I you know, I'm just wondering like what what we think the the situation is here. Um. I mean, I, I think I honestly, I think that's and again, not like to get into like gender norms or whatever, but I think that's what it is. I think it takes a place long in the past. I think it's two soldiers and right. the fact that it's a female singer is kind of not consequential. It's the it's the character. Right. Right. So, right. yeah. That's so the gender doesn't even matter. But like we will get into the specifics of when it takes place. Well, because like, if this song, if this was just a song and it was sung by a guy, right? I would have never questioned. I'd be like, oh, they're just two, they're just two soldiers, right? Because right. there's nothing right. in here that tips it other than the fact, again, that it's a woman singing to a man. And nine like 98% of the time when that's true in a song, it's it's a it's a romantic thing, right? Right. But that's not necess- that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Um, and that, you know, that's that's one of the that was just talking about one of the assumptions I had that maybe once I started really thinking about it, I realized it might not be true. And one of the I mean, yeah, and one of the other things, I mean, the the I think the the first point you made the the thing that I always tried to figure out was when in the war did this happen. Part of it seems like maybe they're at the firelight, they're they're playing their guitar, and you know, um, it feels almost like they know that the end is near. Like almost like they're 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 giving up. Not giving up. I don't want to say that, but like the war is over and they're just awaiting for the other side to come and just do whatever they're gonna do, take them in, whatever. Um, right. So that's why it's it's weird that first part about humming to yourself, so strumming your guitar. That's why I I feel like it's towards the end of the war, and that they're just awaiting their fate. But well, I well, I mean, I think I think they know the odds are against. Them. Right. Right. Um, like that's what I was saying. I think that there there's and again, it's not stated, but there's just a feeling of overwhelming odds here, right? And I think there's almost that sort of sense of calm that comes over you when they, when you're like, well, there's nothing I can do about right. it now. Like, here yeah. we are. There's no going back. You know, whatever's going to happen is is, is going to happen. Might and as so, well break out this guitar. Right. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. They were close enough, Fernando. Every hour, every minute seemed to last eternally. 
I am going to take a, a, a step back, and this might seem very in, incongruous okay. in what we're discussing. But there's a theory that – so most of the pop songs – we've talked about this before. Most of the pop songs that you love uh, were written by, like, four guys in Sweden. And uh-huh. um, there is a theory that one of the reasons why their songs work so well is because uh, English is not their native language. Um, and so that obviously is true of the members of ABBA as well. And so um, they, they, their English is very good. But they occasionally will phrase things in a way that is technically correct, mm-hmm. but not quite the way a native speaker would say it. That is which, so interesting that you say that. Which is normally would would seem like a negative, but in fact, at least in the in the realm of pop music, seems to be a, a bonus because it the lines are very memorable, right? They're, right. They're sort they're sort of a little off kilter. So you sort of you remember them. They they stick out more than than if it was just normal speech. Um, the way you know, like I said, like a native speaker would would say it. Yeah. It 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 would maybe sort of just kind of go in one ear and out the other. Um, all of that is to say the line every hour, every minute seemed to last eternally. Is one of those like slightly off kilter lines. Yeah. Like it's not wrong. But right. it also it it feels like it should be every hour every minute seemed to last to eternity or something. Mm-hmm. Eternally is I it's not a word I hear very often. Um, or you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Even it, later in the song, which again a line we'll get to, since many years I haven't seen a rifle in your hand. There's something right. that's just a little bit off about that that makes it sound so poetic. Yeah, it elevates right. it. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting that you say that, Dan, because. Um, I saw an interview with Cher, who, spoiler, has recorded ABBA songs, um, which we will get to. Yeah. But she was saying that it was kind of hard to, they're kind of hard to sing because for exactly the reasons that you said, that the lines don't always flow naturally for someone for whom English is their first language. Right. right. Because English was not their first language, and so it is just a little bit off. Um, and that's one of the things that makes the writing so brilliant. Right. Yeah, I mean, again, and I, I mean, obviously Abba is brilliant, but there, I think there's almost a, um, you know, unintentional quality to it, where, again, things are worded um, in a way that, you know, is slightly off kilter, but that, again, makes it, memorable because like every great movie line you've ever heard is like not the way a person talks right right (laughs) um so yeah everything's elevated right it it feels slightly elevated yeah um and is and is memorable and especially for a song like this it adds a certain theatricality to it sure yeah i I mean you're telling a story 
and yeah. and a, a story about a very I mean this you know this is basically a, this is a poem. I mean many songs are like poems, but this is a <laughs> this is a poem about a very specific time, and it it's that you know. Uh, and I'm trying to think of that one poet. But anyway, it's it's a it, it <laughs> that just... one. Well, you guys know that. <laughs> you guys poet. know that one. Who's that poet? one poet? No, that there's we have. a poet. Ah, uh, yes, that... Seuss. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. But anyway, about you know, um, just bringing to life the uh, the, the feeling of being in battle. And right. if yeah. you were if you were just talking about you know if you put a song together and you're using just plain old you know American or vernacular or like an American person writing for what I'm assuming is a uh, Spanish, uh, maybe Spanish war. Um, it's not going to have that same heft to it. It's not going to have that same fluid, uh, f- fluid feel to it. Hmm. I don't think. Right. Um, so they were closer now. So this is great, right? I, the, the drums are in the distance, mm-hmm. right? And then they were closer now every hour every minute like there's there's like an there's a countdown clock yeah right the tension is rising even though they're not directly saying it by saying every hour every minute like you know every minute that goes by they're getting closer they're getting a little bit closer a little bit closer um you know and what i love about that line they were closer now so the narrator is clearly Right. right right remembering and reliving at the same time it's right. in it's in the were, it's in the present. They were closer right. now. Like it, it's right. it's presented in the in the present tense. Yeah. Right? They were closer now. Not yeah, yeah. Like they they like you can like this person can close their eyes and see it. Yep. Sure. Coming. Um I was so afraid, Fernando. Now this is a great line. I mean, they're all great lines, but this one in particular. We were young and full of life. And none of us prepared to die. Like that is that is such a um, that's this thing that's just never like really discussed, right? Sure. <laughs> like, that they they were how do how do I want to say this? They were young and full of life, right? And they presumably had their ideals, but they they wanted to live. They they right. They had their whole lives ahead of them. Yeah. Right. And presumably most of them, or at least many of them, didn't leave that battle. Yeah, it's the idea of it. It's it might go back to the the thing that you were talking about, Dan. It's a small maybe this is a small resistance army, and they're you know they started off with these ideals of saying who's right. with me, who's who's ready to fight to the death for our ideals, and being right. these uh, these young men, they went full force until the reality set in. Of wait a minute, this is this is real, and I I am right. not a where none of us are prepared to die for this. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the battle, the first battle scene in Les Miserables. Yes. Oh yes. It's, it's that exactly. It's, it's, right. it, it's, they were all young. They were students. They were fighting for these ideals. And then the reality of that fight hit and they weren't prepared for it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all, do you hear the people sing? I feel like we haven't had a musical reference in a long time. What wait way, way yeah. to go, Michael? I know yeah, I had I'm to bring sure. it back. Yeah, I'm sure I'm glad it's back. Hooray. <laughs> well, we'll Hooray get a few more. Oh, there's gonna be a lot of them this episode. I mean, come on, Dan. You <laughs> um, gotta know this is coming. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was only gonna say, you know what, guys? If you love this so much, why don't you take 
take all these obvious songs and just make your own musical. <laughs> Say, guy, that? what a swell idea. And then how about you make a movie about it, <laughs> and then you make a sequel for some reason, um, <sighs> even though apparently you use the same exact songs. There's only, that, <laughs> there's only so many, guys. There's only so many. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm not ashamed to say the roar of guns and cannons almost made me cry. Mm. Um, yeah, and just the fact that I'm not ashamed. Right. To say that. Right? Yeah. Um, so there was something in the air that night. The stars were bright, Fernando. They so were now we're in the there. chorus. The chorus right. is amazing. They were, they were presumably a small band. Right. Right. Of, of some sort of freedom fighters. Um, they were idealistic. They're fighting this war. And um, she says, though we never, we thought, I'm sorry. Though we never thought that we could lose, there's no regret. So, so they lost. They lost. Right? That is the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I, I don't think there's any chance right? Right, that, that they did. Because that's, that's not what you would say if you won. If you if won, you won yeah. <laughs> you, would, you would say, well, we never thought that we could lose, but there's no regrets. Because we won. Right. So right? it really was great. We're really no sore winners we, right here. Remember when, we, remember when we totally won that war? <laughs> uh, that was great. Just, and just I'm going to rubbing it in their faces. I'm going to say this. I was wrong. You fighting with that guitar really, oh, man. really turned the war around for us. I The whole time I was like, Fernando, get a gun, get get a cannon, something. No, I don't know how you did it. And you said but, you just said, just wait. Just you yeah. wait. And you were right. You were right. Yeah. Well, you won the war with the power of rock. And that's I right. will never, <laughs> I will never right. doubt you again. Fernando. I think that's the plot of Mr. Roboto. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And Bill and Ted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So at at this point in the chorus, we finally find out our narrator's name, which is great. Wait, wait, what? What? What's our narrator's name? It's right there in the chorus. There was something in the air that night. The stars were bright, Fernando. They were shining down. So the narrator says they were shining there for you and me. For liberty. Fernando. Shut up. <laughs> so the narrator so- <laughs> calls Fernando Nando, and right. his name is Liberty. Got so, it. Got it. There we go. The 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 crazy adventures of Liberty and Nando. Yep. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you were being serious, and you were about to blow my mind <laughs> with something I didn't know. Did I not? <laughs> the longest time. <laughs> Yep. So Liberty and Fernando, Liberty and Nando are hanging out, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing guitar. Well, I, don't, I mean, guys, don't forget their friend. Who? No regret. That's right. Then there's no regret. <laughs> we never thought that we could lose. Oh, there's no regret. Hi. Hi, no Hi. regret. Hi. Come on over. Anyway, Bring your harmonica. Anyway, what was I saying? I was just saying, oh, right, right, right. We never thought that we could lose. And we were right, because once again, we won the war. We handily. won. So we won. Break out. I have my tambourine. Uh, <laughs> Nando's got his guitar. You're going to have your harmonica. No regret. Mm-hmm. Let's do and he goes thing. over to, to No Regret and says, if I had to do the same again, I would. And he introduces my friend Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. Well, well, <laughs> congratulations, you guys. You've ruined this song for me. <laughs> I don't know. Third base. <laughs> now we're old and brave, Fernando. Since many years, I haven't seen a rifle in 
years i haven't seen a rifle in your hand um like oh, like even during the battle like it's <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what a burn remember <laughs> remember when you had that guitar fernando guitar, like so. not since like basic training and then we went on to battle and you showed up with a guitar instead of a a, a gun remember right. remember when you ha- didn't have a rifle and you had a guitar fernando Listen, you're the reason we lost, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I brought you like, here to the same spot to tell you you're the reason yeah, yeah. we lost the revolution. <laughs> I just I can only remember the general yelling, if only we had one more gun, we would have won. <laughs> that's um, right. That's right. But you didn't hear it because you were being too busy being <laughs> ace freely over here. <laughs> Jeez you're Louise. Too, you're, too, you're too busy yelling, can everyone keep it down? I'm trying to learn the riff to smoke on the water. And... <laughs> This is all just an elaborate way to shame Fernando. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. Uh, well, 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 but there's an old Jimi Hendrix over here. <laughs> yeah. Let me paint the picture for you, Fernando. Remember, the, you know, the stars, you hear the music, right. and then you hear some yeah. dum-dum playing a guitar instead of being down in the, <laughs> down in the uh, foxhole with his yeah. uh, compadres. Ugh. So anyway, now you're old and gray, loser. Um, <laughs> and Fernando says, can I give you my demo tape to send to somebody? <laughs> you just... have learned nothing. I don't play the guitar anymore. I'm a part-time DJ. So. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Since many years I haven't seen a rifle in your hand, can you hear the drums, Fernando? Do you recall the fateful night we crossed the Rio Grande? I can see it in your eyes how pr- proud you were to fight for freedom in this land. Okay. All right, I got so a couple of big questions. It's the Rio Grande. Michael. Hi. You don't have to tell me. You, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you have to go into detail. But in your research, is this based on anything in particular? Um, like, is this like a real battle or some sort of actual, like, revolution or movement that this was based around? Michael? You're not answering. You you're, said I don't have playing, to tell you. You're playing coy. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, All I right. could tell you, but you said don't. Well, okay. Do you want me to I, tell I, you? I mean, say something. To, I'm just saying you didn't have to. You don't have to give the whole thing away. I was just asking if. Yeah, it is it's based, based on something. On, I, it, it. I'm guessing it's like historical fiction. It takes place during an actual war, okay. but I don't know that. This is a real battle. They're not like well, necessarily. The, the reason why I asked, like one of the characters asked. is not George Washington, but right, right. But it is it, it, it is grounded it's in Fernando an actual Washington. war, <laughs> right? It is grounded in an actual war that happened. Is it the Spanish American War? No, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't until again this evening listening to the song, where I was like, wait a minute, because I always imagined, and. This may be my own stupidity um, and ignorance, but I always sort of imagined, I don't know, something like Waterloo, you know, like <laughs> them in those kind of uniforms, like something right. very European. Right. Like, 
like like 1700s yeah. European sort of war, you know, like where like there's like two lines in your high school history textbook about like the Spanish Civil War, even though you have like no idea what that was about or when it happened right. <laughs> or like who the people involved were. But you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> that's what I was sort of imagined. And then today I was just like, oh, wait a minute, the Rio Grande, is this taking place in the United States? Yeah. Because, I mean, it does go into Mexico, but it's still it's North America. So I, right. it never once occurred to me until tonight that this song is taking place somewhere in North America at the very least. The okay. other thing, though, that I was like, well, but Rio Grande just means big river. <laughs> so are they maybe not like fully aware of maybe they just think that Rio Grande just means like a big river. It's not necessarily like the, the Rio one. Grande. The actual Rio Grande? Capital yep. T. Um, takes place on the Hudson. Okay. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could answer all these questions for you. No, I, well, I was just wondering again. If or we could like, do it in yeah, the second section seems, of the show. It seems like they just... <laughs> why, the, the, my only question was... It's really, Choose your own adventure. Like, do you want to hear it now or do you want to hear it later? <laughs> my only question was, is this based on something or is it completely made up? Again, like, you know, the great... Uh, gangster cop war of sh- in Chicago that <laughs> on the east side 1, of Chicago right. never happened. Right. Um, so, but this, but this is at least somewhat based on something. Even if the characters were not real people, they're like you said. It's a, right. It's it a is very much in... Michael. You, yeah, you hang on to it. I say you okay. hang on to it. That's what I think. Right. But I'm just okay. No, no, I mean, no. Do you I'm want not, me to tell you? I'm what, not judging you. What Daniel. war it is? All right. No, tell us. I just, I will, never mind. I'll just, give you a hint. Uh, yeah. Ooh, it's not just a hint. It's a teaser. Okay. It does not take place in the United States. Ooh. Oh. Or does it? Shut up. Come on. Part two coming up next. (laughs) After these messages. (laughs) So so anyway, do you recall the fateful night we crossed the Rio Grande? Um, So this is, I don't think this is the battle. Right. This is another part of. Yeah. But that's but this is a turning point in the war is is when they cross the Rio Grande. Right. Um, yeah. Or at least a, a, a turning point, maybe not in the war, but a turning point in their relationship or in their right. friendship. Or just, you know, just, it's, it's, it's just a, a, another thing to remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah we a, also did a, that. Yeah. It's a reminiscent time. Yeah. Right, but a lot of times in a you know in a war like this, especially in old time war, like you know the idea of like getting on the other side of the river, right? Sure, it's difficult to to cross a river, especially if there's like you know well, an army, uh, uh, an enemy army on the other side. Listen, you got to figure out if you're gonna forge it, if you're gonna go around it, or if you're gonna build a <laughs> raft with your two oxen right. and try and float mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you know it's well, look, tough. Rachel. <laughs> I, I, Half my family's got smallpox here, so I got to forge this river. I gotta get across. Oh, your oxen died of typhoid. Those oxen are not worth the trouble. I'm telling you, (laughs) every other one of them dies of typhoid or dysentery. Unbelievable, or just collapses over. And when I try and go, (laughs) and when I try and go hunt for food, all I could do is just shoot in a circle. Like, what's the point? Why are those rabbits so damn fast? Oh my gosh. And I <laughs> Give gotta... me a second to get set. I'm trying to press Q. <laughs> and I got Guys, buffalo. I got to figure out me. where Q is. Can you chill out for a second? We don't, I don't have a mouse. Okay. I do not have a yeah. mouse. We're not at that point yet. Yeah. So give me a second here to figure out and I'm super, what I'm supposed to yeah. do. And I'm super weak. I killed eight buffalo and I can only take back 10 pounds of food. 
Yeah, what the hell? I got six people to feed. Plus, <laughs> he's dumb wheelbarrow. You lunatic! Jeez. Who goes hunting and then is like, I can only carry ten pounds of food. That's back. right. So the answer. And I have yeah. another question. <laughs> What is going on in the axle manufacturing in this company? Oh These things are breaking constantly. They're taking advantage of people. Unbelievable. I got to keep so many axles in my wagon. Right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Anyway, let's forge this river. Forget it. Because if I'm just, I'll just start over again. This seems like a good enough place to put here lies, I don't know, dumb, dumb head, which is what I named, yeah. <laughs> which is what I named my son. Look. Don't don't talk to me, okay? Until you have stood there and dug a grave for your own child and put a headstone that says, here lies Booger Face, okay? <laughs> don't you dare. Oh, you man. don't know what that's like, okay? <laughs> and then you have to go back to Spanish class afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, where the hell am I? Um, right, so they cross the Rio Grande. Um, I can see it in your eyes how proud you were to fight for freedom in this land. Can I? Can I ask something? Yes. Um, is Fernando? <laughs> this sounds terrible. Is Fernando yeah. well? Or that last line always got me. I can see it in your eyes how proud you were to fight for freedom in this land. Or is this like? An old army friend going to see Fernando in his last days or his last moments. I, well. There's something have... about that last line that gets me, like, in, get, gets me in that way. I had, I had another question. Okay. Perhaps even more along those lines. Is Fernando alive? Oh. Well, well they can, I can see it in your eyes. Oh, I guess well, in, in, in the, in the, that could be in the past. I mean, that's a good well, either, question. Either, either, in, I mean, it could be in the past, right? So, so they're speaking to someone who is just a memory, mm-hmm. right? Or, I mean, Fernando survived the war, right? Presumably, but is now he's now looking into the casket and saying, uh, "I can see it in your eyes." Well, yeah. Because I don't know. I mean, the, honestly, this is pure speculation. This is this is only based on you were saying. There's that feeling of, there's a feeling of something there, right? That's not being said, right? And exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's just you know just the way they're they're saying it. Maybe that's not intended. But it does feel like because that that was the other thought I had. Where I was like, is this? Are they just speaking to Fernando as like a memory? Yeah. Well, he says that he's old and gray. Like right. So I I think they're both alive and well okay michael's the optimist <laughs> that's i mean that that's how I, I i didn't read it i mean as I, sadly as you guys did i mean i don't read it as I, I i don't i don't read it as that fernando is is dead but it seems if one of them is if if one of them is better off it's our narrator it feels like there's some sort of right you know what it is it feels i think like it's our just narrator- that fernando can't get a word in edgewise with this guy <laughs> I mean, that's why I had to play the guitar. You wouldn't let me speak <laughs> for the entire time. But there's something that feels like our that that there's like a a caring for or like a um taking care of Fernando that our narrator's trying to do, like trying to almost like the narrator's trying to bring back uh the memories to Fernando. 
That's you know? interesting. I know. That's See, what I, I just... love about this show. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just read it the, as... The other thing is... Go ahead, Michael. Well, I just read it as the two of them almost like going back to the battlefield mm-hmm. years later and reminiscing and, and, and reliving it. And I think the thing that's moving them is the, the vividness of these memories right. rather than any sort of tragedy. Sad. Right. You know, like well, I, I, think, I don't I think there's, question, I don't think there's any more sadness than just like, it's the passing of years. It's uh-huh. thinking back on, on, on this thing that they went through together. Well, I disagree with you only in that I think there's tragedy because we don't know what happened, but if they if they lost the war, usually when you lose a war, like good things do not happen. Right? Like if they if they were if they were a rebellion of some kind, right? And they lost, <laughs> like right. they've probably gone through many years of hardships since that, I mean that's true. But I mean at least right? I mean they made it through. They're old and gray. Oh, I agree. I'm just saying, like, they, you know, they, it, it, whatever has happened was probably different. Right, right. And honestly, maybe it is, it could be that they're just reminiscing, but it seems like there's, and maybe the reminiscing is enough, but it seems like there's something deeper there. And that's why I get the feel that there's something that happened that pulled them back together. You know? Yeah, so. maybe. Well, and it may, be, I mean, maybe if they, you know, again, if they lost this war, maybe they haven't been able to see each other for a long time. Right. That's true, too. You know, maybe they've been, they were captured. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were, where where they could go and what they could do was restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe Fernando lost his address book and just lost his number. That's mostly it. That's probably it. You got it. Michael nailed it. Like, he he dropped his cell phone in a puddle. Right. And he lost all like, his numbers. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to call for the last last thirty years, but I just, I really been trying to get um, the uh, the riff to Immigrant Strong down. Really, <laughs> it's really tough. I just been working on. It. Here, let me play it. Let me let me play. Let me just play a little bit. Let me, uh, hold on. Let me go, go. Oh no, hold on. Let me Mando, just, let me this again. again. Uh, no, the, uh, hold on. I'll get. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> Liberty, just give me a second. I'll get it. The original opening nope. line of the song hold was nope. "New phone, who this <sighs> Fernando." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> All right, let's talk about expanded universe. Expanded universe. One of the big hints of where this takes place is that they cross the Rio Grande. Um so I think we mm-hmm. can Well, first let's say they're obviously in the army. Right. Okay. Did they fight in the same company as Billy? Uh, oh. I'm going to say no because <laughs> Billy was in the Civil War. And I do not think this is the Civil War. I mean, we Uh-oh. think that it was the Civil War, but we don't know. I don't think they ever say that it was. Oh no, they do. They do. They definitely say. Well, no, this was just everything a long... I just said. Yeah, but maybe it's just. I mean, listen. But some of the same uh, companies are around uh, that were around in the Civil War. Some of the yeah, same. Look, you know, military. Billy, companies. don't be a hero. Maybe he just volunteered for everything. Right. That's right. Well, he only volunteered for one because he didn't make it back from that one war. So, <laughs> well, I'll, do you want me to give you another Fernando, hint? Fernando, okay. don't be a This hero. is before that. Right. Okay. 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 All right. The war is before the Civil War. Got oh, that. I got that. I got it. Um, all right. This is The great. song, I don't know if the song is. I don't remember in Billy Don't Be Heroes. <laughs> I forget. Um, so, maybe these two guys uh-huh. are 
hanging out um, where the battle took place. Uh, I think we, what I was saying is we can sort of assume that it's around Texas. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, so maybe they're hanging out and they're telling stories and then somebody rides by on their horse and tells them about some guy in El Paso who's wanted for murder. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. like, we'll tell these stories later. We got to go get this guy. Yeah. <laughs> they say, uh, listen, we've got our own issues going on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was just in the middle of a story. So. <laughs> I mean, that's rude. I don't care who you're chasing, <laughs> but that's rude. Um, we're, let me ask a question. After the war... You know, they, they can't continue being fighters. So does uh, does Fernando take his guitar and does he team up with a singer who <laughs> plays the piano in a nightclub? I mean, I think it would be foolish to think that that was not true. Right. That's right. Pearl's a singer and Fernando plays <laughs> guitar in the background. I think it makes perfect sense. It does, right? I yeah. knew it. I knew it. The other thing I was thinking is they hear bugles, but are those really bugles or is that the whistle of a train that Johnny Cash is taking to San Antonio? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that would be awkward if they're like, well, we give up. Those were not the bugles of the other side. <laughs> that was a train. <laughs> no, in the in the present, not in the past. Oh, I see. I see. I gotcha. I gotcha. I have a potentially uh, a, a kind of a downer. Um, More so? Thought. Bring it. Well, here's the thing. What if Fernando, this is sad, but Liberty leaves. Mm-hmm. And then Fernando, there's a knock, knock, knock at the door. <laughs> and there's two young people there. And guys, I'm sad to say, they rob Fernando. <gasps> and then they shoot him dead. And those two people are Billy Joe and Bobby Sue. Oh, my gosh. Two young lovers with nothing better to do. <laughs> um, and they're down in Texas. Yeah. That's right. Because Billy Mack is a detective down in Texas. And he knows just exactly what the facts is. That's right. And the facts that he knows is that an old uh, military veteran named Fernando was killed <laughs> in a home invasion and robbery, <laughs> and he is gonna get to the bottom of it. Works for me. So when they, when the, when the, when Nando and Liberty got together, were they like the boys are back in town? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, boys, back in town, baby. <laughs> and then they get there, and they're just like, "Oh, it's pretty somber, actually." And, and, and Fernando's like, "Hold uh. on, let me go my guitar out." <laughs> hey, you've gotten better, <laughs> Fernando. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go to Dino's. Um, <laughs> get kicked out like old times. <laughs> All right, we take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song. Which I'm sure there's not much to talk about. No. Uh, I'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for Story Behind the Story. How did this story come to be? Michael. Yes. You've been... Holding your cards close to your chest. <laughs> Not giving me the information I want. So You said I didn't have to. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right. Tell us the story of this story song. Okay. It is time. <laughs> All secrets will be revealed. Your patience will be rewarded. So Fernanda was written by Benny Anderson and Bjorn Olvaeus of ABBA. It was released on March 27th, 1976 in the UK, April 12th, 1976 in Sweden, and August of 1976 in the US. Let's do a very brief history of ABBA. ABBA sure. is uh, Benny Anderson, Bjorn Olvaeus, Anna Fred Lingstad, who is also known as Frida, and Agneta Feltskub. Um, Good job. Thank you. Uh, Benny and I, <laughs> I hope it was. Um, <laughs> Benny and Bjorn uh, were working as musicians, each with their own band, uh, when they met in 1966. And at that time, they began a songwriting partnership, um, which, you know, turned out okay. Yeah. Like, they had a couple of decent songs, but, you know. Got it. I mean, they had, listen, Bjorn's first partner, Bjorn and Hart, they were good, too. <laughs> That's a joke just for Michael. Dan, you don't get it. We'll move on. Richard Rogers, even... Rogers. Never mind. Um, I, I, I left a while ago. I'm not <laughs> uh, so in 1969, Benny and Bjorn, who were working together, met uh, Frida and Agneta, uh, who were both working as singers and recording artists. By 1970, they were each separately creating music, and they would write or produce for each other or sing backing vocals or play instruments on each other's tracks, and eventually they decided, hey, let's form a band. And they did. And it was called Fest Folk. Hmm. And it did not do well. Mm. Oh. I, um, I have maybe have one idea why. Why? Uh, terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> Flat out bad. Just bad name for a band. I cannot imagine being like, oh, yeah, we're going out to the Fest Folk uh, show. Uh, first of all, I would think it's a festival. That yeah. Right, right, right or off a car. the bat, if yeah. people show up to your show <laughs> and they're expecting 
nine bands yeah. um, over 12 hours and <laughs> there's only you. Well, everybody says, be... yeah. Everybody says, is this is this the folk fest? No, this is fest right. folk. Oh, why are you doing this to us? Why? Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, but yeah, if they tour, right the tour is the fest folk fest. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. I mean, how great is that? You just call, every tour has the same name or, you right. know, the fest folk fest for the folks. Right. Well, I was going to say, yeah, that's, and the, the group who were in that tour are the fest folk fest folks. Yeah. Um, that's right. So, their fans yeah. are the fest folk folks. Yeah. So, are you a fellow fest folk folk? Yes. But bad name. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's my point. Not good. In 1971, Bjorn and Agneta were married. Um, and in 1972, uh, they had, a, by 1972, they had abandoned the fest folk name um, because Dan called them and said, This is a terrible name. <laughs> right. Please stop doing that. Guys, um, anything is better than fest folk. That said, Fest Folk Fest last year was amazing. It was good. It was good. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, the other problem, too, is that I, I now the other problem is that people keep showing up expecting Vest, thinking this is right. Vest Folk. Yeah. <laughs> because if you say it really fast, that's what it sounds like. So it's, it's, there's just a lot of problems. Yeah. You got to use like a really big font on those posters. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, you're going to have disappointed fans of something. Yeah. And the thing is, they were selling uh, vests. Uh, they were selling folk vests, so they were selling right. fest folk vol- <laughs> Hold on. They were selling fest folk vol- folk vests. No, do it, it's worth it. Do it again. <laughs> anyway, so they were selling folk vests, so they were saying selling fest folk folk vests, and the people mm. who were selling the fest folk folk vests were <laughs> were fest folk folk vest folk. God. I can't believe you got through that. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but what was really tragic was that the arena was scheduled for a Volkswagen car show, so it was the mm-hmm, Volkfest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that was the following yeah. week. So there are a lot of disappointed ticket holders. They partitioned yeah. it out, though. They were like, okay, here's how it's going to go. Fest folk, Volkfest, Volkfest. <laughs> If you're here for the Volk vest, be sure to get your vests, uh, your Volkswagen vests at the Volk vest <laughs> kiosk over there. Uh, if you're here for the Folk fest, mm-hmm. you want to go to the Folk, the Folk fest folks are going to go over there. And then the, the, the vest folk who are just here for the vest, but not here for the Volkswagen vest. That's right. Um, you're going to be in Hall C. <laughs> <laughs> because there's like two of you. Mm-hmm. A bunch mm-hmm. of birds showed up. They were like, hey, we're nest folk. So, <laughs> And the organizer was like, there's too many people here. You just, you know what? Go over there with the rest folk. Right. Oh, my God. What happened in 1972, Michael? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so uh, by 1972, when they had abandoned their original band name, um, they started recording as just their first names, Bjorn, Benny, Agneta, Annefred. And they had yeah. a minor hit in Sweden with a song called People Need Love. Mm-hmm. So they said, Fest Folk doesn't work. Let's just <laughs> right. go by four long, difficult to pronounce <laughs> really names. Today. Well, in Sweden, I mean, I they were not Sweden difficult to pronounce. Okay, right. that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. Um, so after, after the success of People Need Love, they entered the Swedish section of the 1973 Eurovision Song Contest. Yes, they did. A song of theirs called Ring Ring. Mm-hmm. So this is regionals, sectionals. Yeah, Something regionals. Like I bet re- probably regionals. Yeah, um, they placed third 
in the Swedish section. Um, but the single and uh, the album, also called Ring Ring, went to the top of the Swedish charts. Nice. So I know we're going to talk more about the Eurovision song. Yes. But I think this is a perfect example of what I was talking about, where as an American, this seems incredibly odd. Right. right? Like, th- this is such a popular thing in Europe. It is such a big deal, and we are dumbfounded by it, right? And largely ignorant of what the heck this thing is, hundred percent, why it exists. <laughs> so weird. I so had weird. I had friends from uh, Norway uh, that were over here visiting a number of years ago, and I knew Abba had been in something called Abba had been in something called Eurovision. I had no idea what it was, and they were so perplexed that I had no clue what the Eurovision Song Contest was that we spent an entire evening watching clips of different <laughs> Eurovision Song Contest performances. And they are a weird. Yeah, and I know. Eurovision's they, been going on for forever. decades, right? Like, I think from the 50s. For forever. And it's like uh, completely, I mean, all the music is completely different. Although I guess now, I mean, I guess something like American Idol or The Voice is Eurovision, right? Yeah. I think, and I think the fact that you know, that came, that came, all those, all those shows come from Europe, right? So I think they're very comfortable with it. And I think now we've been introduced to that. Sort of yeah. Thing, so um, that was 1973. In 1974, um, and now performing as ABBA. There we go. Entered, they hit it finally. Yeah, they finally, they finally landed on a name. And That's that right. is an acronym for all of their names. Um, they entered the Eurovision Song Contest again. This time, with a song you might have heard of. Not that you wouldn't have heard of Ring Ring. Ring Ring is one of their big songs as well. But uh, Waterloo. Yes. Um, and this time around, they got to the finals. And on April 6th, 1974, Waterloo won the Eurovision Song Contest. Yay! Um, so Waterloo went to number one in the UK and several European countries. And what's interesting is it went to the number... It, What's interesting is it went to number seven in Canada and number six in the U.S. And like you were saying, Eurovision doesn't really have an impact in North America. Right. So just by its merits alone, it went towards the top of the charts uh, in the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. That's 1974. Um, here we are in 1975 when Fernando, a little song we just talked about, was first recorded um, by Frida from ABBA uh, for as a solo song for her 1975 Swedish solo album. Hmm. The music was by Benny and Bjorn, and the lyrics written in Swedish were by their manager and occasional songwriting partner, Stig Anderson. Um, and the original song was about lost love. Aha! There we go. There we go. That's why it has that feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. So you were right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You, mu- you must be very familiar with the Swedish version. I was going to say, I- I've only before tonight heard the Swedish, ver- <laughs> Swedish version of Fernando. So they're like, what war? What is happening right now? <laughs> so the band recorded it with English lyrics that were written by Bjorn, but the story changed, obviously. Um, Fernando was released as a single, as I said, in March of 76 in the UK, April 76 in Sweden and August 76 in the U.S., and it peaked in the U.S. at number 13 the week of November 20th, 1976, 
Um, so I won't give you all the songs the surrounding 12. it, but just <laughs> here are the top 12. It's an arbitrary number. <laughs> um, but just to give you an idea of what was happening at that time, these are the top five songs in the U.S. the week of November 20th, 1976, when Fernando hit its peak. Number five was Disco Duck by Rick Dees. Number four was Muskrat Love by Captain and Tennille. Uh, number three was Love So Right by the Bee Gees, which is an amazing song. Number two was The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Hey! And number one was Tonight's the Night by Rod Stewart. Um, can I say it is a tragedy that Disco Duck was fifth <laughs> and Fernando was number 13? That seems... it's. If listen, if, I'm not saying if I had a time machine, this is the only thing I would ch- fix, but it's one of the things I would fix. I mean, I, people. I love also Disco think Duck. it's important. I it's also important to point out uh-huh. when people say, "Oh, music used to be so much better back." Then. <laughs> music today, music today is terrible, right? And music back in the day was great. No, 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 no. The 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 cream of the crop that has survived until today from the past yes is great what is not great and what you are forgetting is stuff like disco, disco duck, duck right that Come was on. number five you don't hear disco duck anymore no. if every day you woke up and on the radio you heard disco duck you'd be like old music sucks <laughs> but nobody plays disco duck anymore right so you forget all about it so that's all I'm saying yeah that every generation has their disco duck. Well, wasn't um, Disco Duck like supposed to be a novelty song? I yes, don't of course. care. It was number and five. And somehow, it went, yeah, exactly. Right. But what I will but, say is that week, number one, two, three, and 13 right. were great songs. And there were That's actually, right. there were a bunch you. of other great songs on the chart that week. Yeah. Oh, of um, course. Michael, I'm not saying that. I'm saying is that when, when people today go, oh, this song that's popular now stinks. Right. But back in the 70s, we had songs like Fernando. Right. And, and music was good. But now comparing Fernando to this song that I don't like means that all music today is bad and all music back then was good. Right. That's right. My only point was if you take a bad <laughs> song from today and compare it to Disco Duck, yeah. right. you'll see that there is always good music and bad. That's right. Right. That's right. I did not listen to Casey Kasem because nope. Casey Kasem was an old fuddy duck. I listened to the super cool Rick D's you bet. in the weekly top 40. You bet. And did not learn until many years later <laughs> that that was the guy who did Disco Duck. Nope. <laughs> I also, as a kid, was under the impression that Disco Duck was a song by the Walt Disney Corporation. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and only learned later that it was not. And I uh, think even Rick D's might have even been sued. By Disney, I think maybe because that is he's clearly just doing Donald Duck. I right? I, I don't know, but I I mean I had two. We probably all did. I had those two like Walt Disney records that came out in the mid eighties, and mm. f- I always thought Disco Duck came from one of those. It's no, and it is. It's, it's not. It's, it's from not. it's from no. America's Top Forty by Rick Dees. Rick Dees and the Weekly Top Forty. So Dan, this is. What you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. The thing that you kept from me. 
<laughs> the thing that you told me to keep from you because you didn't want All to. I said was, you don't have to tell me the whole story, but yes or no, and you didn't say anything. <laughs> you literally didn't say a single word. So. See, I it was, was withholding. I was, <laughs> I was listening to about half of that. Ah. So <laughs> what I got was like, don't tell me. I was like, all right. Okay. Um, but I'm very excited to find out. What, what is this story based on? So the of the song, yeah. Bjorn said, quote, Fernando was about two old freedom fighters from the war between Texas and Mexico. Mm. So that's, that is the Texas Revolution of 1835 to 1836, which I think is when the Battle of the Alamo was. Really? Um, yes, really, I do think that. Um, <laughs> so he this said- This place in the basement. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the whole song takes place in the basement. Alma doesn't right. have a basement, Rachel. Everybody knows that. Um, so he said, I was lying outside one summer night looking at the stars and it suddenly came to me. I had this vivid image in my mind of two old and scarred revolutionaries in Mexico sitting outside at night talking about old memories. Aw. So he's not dead, is what you're saying. Now, Correct. This is, he's not dead. Right. Now, this is the part where I have to shamefully admit um, that apparently a guy in Sweden knows more about American history than <laughs> I do. Um, well, technically, it's not American history because uh, I think the result of the war... And anybody who knows the history better than I do, feel free to correct me. I believe that Texas gained its independence. Well, what I was going to ask was, who was rebelling against who? Texas against Mexico. But who's in Texas? Are those Mexicans in Texas? Texas was part of, I believe Texas was part of Mexico and became its own So Mexicans were fighting other Mexicans to become an independent place called Texas. Is that right? So what? That so is was, correct, as somebody okay. who does not know the history very well. So, okay. so does that? So does I, that I mean think are we, it. Are we it didn't Fernando, become a state for another. No, no, 10 I know that. I know that. So are, are we saying, saying that for, we're saying that Fernando was a was a um was part of the revolutionaries in Texas? He was fighting for Texan independence. Right. I what I'm would saying is imagine so because he does call them revolutionaries and right. They say, like, we were fighting for freedom in this land. Right. Right. So I, it seems like they would be... Like, I know that yeah. Texas was independent. The rebellious side. It was, like, its own country, briefly. Yeah. But I wasn't sure, again, if it was, like, you know, Americans had invaded Texas right. and Mexicans fought them off, or were Mexicans in Texas fighting against other Mexicans to become independent, or were the Americans who were in Texas fighting off the Mexicans who controlled Texas and I don't know if there was U.S. <laughs> involvement. I mean, Mexico, right? I was, there might have been. I feel like again, some guy in Sweden knows more about it than <laughs> I do, which is embarrassing. Yeah. But okay, anyway, it doesn't matter. But okay, so so it happened in Texas, and so the Rio Grande makes yes. sense. makes okay. sense. Yeah. So it takes place in not in what would someday be America, but at the time was actually multiple different countries. Uh, it was Mexico and then independent Texas and then became part yes. of America, which is right. why you guys speaking of like really important history, which is why uh, Six Flags is called Six Flags. 
So All right. Because it started in Texas, and the original park was called Six Flags Over Texas, because there have been six flags that have flown over Texas. Aha. Including the Mexican flag, the independent Texas flag, the American flag, the Confederacy flag, and I guess two other flags that I don't know what they are. But Got it. There you go. Mm-hmm. That flag they fly on a pirate ship. Yep, and <laughs> and a Swedish flag, which is why he knows right, he so much about, about Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a flag, yeah, yeah. yeah. The flag they put outside <laughs> of Dunkin' Donuts. I'll let you know. You're gonna get two for a dollar. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's the uh, flag from uh, Folk Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yep. Something else that's interesting in 1992. So ten years. After their temporary break, um, ABBA released the album ABBA Gold. It's a compilation album of all their greatest hits. Mm-hmm. To date, it has sold 31 million copies worldwide. And in 2019, it passed its 900th week on the UK album charts, making it the longest running top 100 album of all time. Such a great album. So, monster hit. I want, hit. So, I want to talk about yes. this. I want to talk about this. Because now maybe you guys have a different perspective, but this is this is how I remember it, was that I had never heard of ABBA or any ABBA uh-huh. song before this greatest hits album came out, um, and it felt like people were like purposely not playing ABBA <laughs> or talking about ABBA because they were old and dumb and it was the seventies and everything about them was stupid. Um, and their song sucked. Um, and then this greatest hits album came out, this gold album, and it felt like the whole world was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Abba!" Right. And it was a massive. Huge. And I like I remember people talking about Abba like it was new. Yes. Like it was a like it was a new thing that people had discovered. Yes, this was you this know what I mean? album was huge. Was. Huge, and that was, and apparently still yeah. is. And I remember, right, right. Oh, I know, but I'm saying, like, like, and I remember, like, uh, I, my uncle had it and like made a copy of it for me on cassette, and that was the first time I'd ever heard any of these songs, and I was like, what is right. this? Like, and again, it like there was like a mini resurgence in ABBA, like yeah. again, like well, this was also around like, the time for like a year there. It was like, oh yeah, ABBA, that '90s band, right, right, that everyone here <laughs> yeah. in the '90s likes. Like it was crazy. It, it, they just exploded. Suddenly. Well, there was, I think, this weird kind of perfect storm because this is also around the time within like two years of when Muriel's Wedding came out. Right. Um, it was ten years after their breakup, so I think enough time had passed. Um. Ace of right. Base was the big people at the were time. nostalgic for it. That's oh, right. That's right. Ace yeah, of there were a lot of comparisons yeah, 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 to Ace, yeah. of, ba- Ace of Base to ABBA. Right. Um, and this record came out, and I guess there there was a renaissance, and people rediscovered these songs, and you know, like at a certain point, something goes from feeling old to feeling classic. Yep. And well, I think of feeling classic, and I think. A lot of that, I think enough time had passed that a lot of that ridiculousness had fallen away. Sure. And it was just the music. Right. Right? People lost that association of the crazy costumes and, you know, everything else. And it was just like, oh, these songs are actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. If you just listen to them and forget about everything else. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, like I said, like I literally like, I think for a brief moment, 
I was like, what is this new band that everyone keeps talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and then I and then I learned that it was old. But like, I I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. I feel like no one ever talked about them. It was never now. Obviously, like I guess Muriel's wedding had come out, so maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Like in my circles, I mean, it just in wasn't fairness, Muriel's world. wedding was a Australian but, movie that came out in America. Right. It's not like it's. Right, right. I'm agree. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I, you know, I'm saying from from my perspective. I'm not saying like no one on earth was. No, but I'm saying I'm no saying there's America no way was. you would have. Uh, right. It's not but what, what I mean. Something like, that was like all over the place. Right, right. But that, like, yeah, I felt like it was something that like I had never heard of. No one had ever mentioned it, and then all of a sudden, it was there was this huge explosion yeah. from this greatest hits album, which, like, I mean, obviously. It's very good because there's a lot, of, but it wasn't like there was like new stuff or like right. it wasn't like there's was a new tour. It was just a greatest hits album yeah. that suddenly was like the biggest thing around. Uh, it was very strange. So, and to uh, their credit, like right. their greatest hits album also doesn't. I think it's not because they they released an album called More Abba Gold, so it's not like everything. And right, that right. album has 19 tracks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's one of those situations. Sure. Where it's just like, oh, wow, this is just a collection of amazing music, and I can't believe one group did all this. Yeah. So, you know, thank you for the music. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. We might seem too cool and aloof, but we love to connect on social media. Follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, on Instagram at story song podcast, and on our Facebook page. It's your ticket to the in crowd, daddy-o. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, let's start with Rachel. What, what lesson did yeah. you learn? You know what I learned from Fernando? Mm-hmm. Put down the guns. Pick up the music, um, man. Yeah, you know? Man. Strum that guitar. Mm-hmm. You know? Lull them into a sense of, you know, peace. Right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I also have never uh, been in the military, no. so I don't think that's a directive, but... I mean, I'm I'm going s- the Fernando route. I'm going to say this. I hope not, first of all. Um <laughs> But yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, have we ever tried that? Have we just tried like peace and love and like fight them with music love, and, man? Oh, I'm sorry, what was that we did and it totally didn't work? Okay, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Good, never good mind. For, Pick the that. gun back up. Forget, Pick the gun back. Forget. Forget. Forget, no, forget what we said. Uh, I'll just say, like, guys, remember, you know, if you're in the middle of a war, uh-huh. right? Um, I'm sure times are tough. You know, you're hungry, maybe you're scared or whatever. But there's still time to build good memories. So yes. try something <laughs> like like a white water rafting trip on the Rio Grande, right? Yes. Like just yeah. maybe something like that. Just like a team building just exercise. One fun thing. One yeah, fun yeah. thing and then you get back to it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it really, you know, it can help build those connections. Yeah. So like it's, and it'll, you know, it, it'll, it'll really help. So like sitting around a fire, playing guitar, you know, maybe while battle's going on, maybe another time. I don't know. But just something to like, you know. You, you want to make lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, Michael, what'd you learn? 
I learned that uh, one-sided conversations are rude, mm-hmm. Liberty. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you're going to ask a bunch of questions of Fernando, give him a second to answer. Right. Right. Yeah. Like maybe he does hear the drums, but we don't know that. Right. We don't hear anything from Fernando. Because you dominated the conversation. It's true. It's true. It's not cool. Leave yeah. space. Yeah. Give space. Yeah. You know what it is? Speak up, step back. That's what it is. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One mic. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. Um, please follow us on the socials like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, well, we'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, yes. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Tell yep. an old war buddy. Tell somebody. <laughs> That's right. Uh, about it. Uh, we'll be back next episode with another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cassell. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Very good readings, Michael. Thank you. I've been practicing. Oh, my gosh. In the theater, we call it rehearsing. All right, I'm stopping. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.